and welcome to Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. That is Catherine Bino. Uh, we are back to talk about some of the legal stories of the week of, more, you know, of, of the wilder, more ridiculous kind, less less stuffy kind than some other legal podcasts might talk about as befitting mm-hmm. our brand. Otherwise, yeah, how are things going? Good, good. I, uh, I had a, I went on a road trip this weekend. That was a thing. Okay. Yeah, I went to San Antonio and then drove up to Waco from there. It was kind mm-hmm. of fun. I yeah. visited some family. That's it nice. That's a, a good time. Yeah. How about you? Do you do anything fun? Uh, no, no. Why would I? You don't have no. fun anymore. No, You're no, just no. I, I mean, my days are spent scouring the legal industry for the even your the, weekends. Oh, I mean, it's a never-ending job. You'd think you'd be better at it then. Okay. And, that, <laughs> and then that happened. Yeah, actually, I just finished a story on a vanity license plate up there. In Texas? No, oh. and this one's from the from the Peach State. Uh, ah. It's a Georgia plate. Mens rea with a three for the replacing the E. Huh. Yeah. I, it, I'm just kind of confused as to what is being promoted by that license plate. I I would imagine that I'm a criminal uh at like I would imagine a criminal defense attorney. I mean maybe, but like is innocent or reasonable doubt like already taken or something? Like <laughs> probably. It, 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 I mean it's not even a it's a term that not like if you're trying to advertise that you're a defense lawyer, like it's a term that is very inside. I don't think the average client knows what it is, so it's not really. But isn't isn't that better that it's well? Maybe they're trying to speak to, like a like a nod nod wink wink kind of a moment. I guess I don't know. It just seems like a bad strategy for life because you're gonna get pulled over constantly because you've already done half the cops job for them. There goes mens rea. Because yeah, you yeah. you you uh, can't deny that you have don't have mens rea. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. see what you did no? there. Yeah, okay. It was a far to go for a mediocre joke, but I saw it I do coming not, at you. I do not have to sit here and take this sort of abuse. You actually do. Oh, this, 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 this part is, is actually your job. My, yeah, 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 right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, oh, well, it's good to good to have you back. Um, <laughs> always, always pleasant to have these little check-ins. Do so, you really think this is not pleasant? Mm, so... No, no, of That's course not it is. That's not an answer. I uh, no, I mean, uh, of course, of course, of course, um, of course. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't feel reassured, just mm, just so listeners are aware. Yeah, so. Nothing is being pulled over my eyes. Let's talk about some stories from the last week. Uh, and perhaps the biggest one that we haven't already talked about is a troubling one that is very serious, and I don't want to minimize the seriousness of it by focusing on the goofy aspects of it, but we we do have to focus on the goofy aspects of it uh, because it's where it intersects with our legal world. There is a scourge of the library world going around. Uh, There's somebody who is calling up libraries and making obscene phone calls, clearly, you know, trying to get... So, like, they're calling and making, like, lewd jokes? What what are they doing? I mean, they are calling and, um, and... doing things to themselves as they're being read to by librarians. Um, Yeah. So, uh, which is, you know, obviously this is sexual harassment and it's bad. And there were some librarians who, when we wrote about this story, got all upset with me for making light of sexual harassment, which I don't think I was doing. This is harassment. This is bad and people need to be stopped. Uh, What I did, however, focus in on was the 
weirdest aspect of this person in that they don't call libraries to get librarians to read from them just, you know, shaking it up with a different strategy. Or they, is there like erotica that they're having being read to them? Right, no. What, what uh, is, it, it, they're asking for Supreme Court cases to be read to them. In fact, one huh. specific, uh, they want Brady versus Maryland read to them always. What? Which... I mean, like, what if you're, even is Brady versus Maryland? I mean, it's uh, well, you know, I think our our friend with the mens rea <laughs> license plate sure. would know. Uh, Brady, this is uh, the well, Brady material right. case. This is the case about how prosecutors have to turn over uh, exculpatory evidence. That doesn't seem very erotic to me. It, it doesn't. And so, I I mean, I have the one question in that this person, when they they have the option of calling for a different request every time, but they instead have an MO, which suggests certain pathological aspects of this behavior, like they want the notoriety from it, uh, I guess. Uh, do you and think it, that's it, or do you think it's like a super specific kink? I, like it's only Brady that gets them off. I, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, how could that be? Uh, there's nothing particularly- But why do any- it, why not just be like anything? Like why is Supreme Court well, case that's, of all things? Yeah. Is it, are they calling only law libraries? Or? No. Uh, and they're calling regular libraries saying that their computer is broken down and they need the librarian to read it. Uh, not necessarily read it. Sometimes it's read commentary about it. Whatever it is, it's Brady versus Maryland. Now there is some in library corners of the internet, uh-huh. which I spent a good deal of time uh, hanging <laughs> out and trying to figure existed, this stuff out. But here we are. There is some belief that this person may be a serial offender that they the library world has encountered before because apparently someone several years ago had a similar MO where they would call and ask the librarians to read John Grisham titles to them. And, Again, legally related, though. Right. Well, and that's why there's some speculation that this may be the same perpetrator who has moved on Jerking from— Jerking off to just the titles of John Grisham novels? Yeah, right. I mean, Firm, uh, Rainmaker. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Uh, okay. That's actually more—there's actually more of a chance of eroticism out of that than there is out of Brady. There's no, like, plot or—I I, I, just—I don't get it. Yeah, I, I it, guess. It, it, it's weird, uh, it, and it's we are not trying to diminish the seriousness of it. Obviously, no. this is bad, but like, what in the world? Who? What kind of person wants you know chooses Brady here? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we you, understand you the kind of person who sexually harasses people, dirtbags, and yeah, Supreme yeah. Court justices. But oh. but like, yeah, it, it's a weird, weird. It's a very specific Scotus kink. Yeah, but I think it is interesting that in if the speculation on the library corners of the internet is correct, that it is the same character, that there's something legally related about both of the yeah. of the things, you know, the John Grisham novels, right. the the SCOTUS case. Like, what is there? There's something there, like deep. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. Don't play one on TV. But like, there's something there. Yeah. And and one one would hope that this would be the sort of thing that could help someone catch said person. Like, if right, you, right, right. Because if you could localize where these things are coming from, and then you can, you know, you have the additional bit of information that it's probably somebody legally related. If mm-hmm. it is the same person who did this Grisham stuff, it's somebody of a certain age because that was uh, several years ago. So, right, right, you know, right. it's got to be someone. And so hopefully by getting this sort of conversation out there, it can help people uh, winnow this down. But yeah. Yeah, so strange. I, I mean, I think it certainly has to be somebody of a certain age also because they 
are aware of libraries and <laughs> well, oh, that's it. No, but yeah. you know, I think that that folks who've come of age in sort of the internet age probably don't go to that's not their first line of of um eroticism. Well, you know, it's interesting you mention that because because putting aside whether or not they know libraries exist, it actually did trigger with me Oh right, you used to be able to call libraries and have them look stuff up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. is in an era of Google, not anything. I, I agree with you. I don't think there is a whole generation of people who know that that used to be a do. function yeah, yeah, libraries yeah. did. Right, right. Uh, so it's somebody at right. least of that kind of right. uh, generation. It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, really I, weird. Yeah. yeah, it is very, very peculiar. I certainly hope this person is caught and. It, it ends, but it it is it is really and 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 but also you know kind of the flip side of the internet age is it's something that probably wouldn't have even come to light pre-internet, right? Because the notion that like a library in Tacoma would know that the same thing that's happening to them is yeah. the same thing that's happening to a librarian in I don't you know yeah no Yonkers and, is, well and that is actually what's happening like the the library boards have mm -hmm. been talking about this for a couple of weeks now right uh, it came to light for me from a tumblr that uh had picked it up mm -hmm. because tumblrs still exist mm -hmm. but yeah no they uh, they had picked up these conversations on different library boards so uh, but yeah no it's uh it is weird yeah well you know yeah. I'm fascinated to see how you're gonna make this into an ad read transition though I I really wasn't even going to try. Going to try. No. Good job. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes no. discretion is the better part of valor. Yeah. No. Um. So thank you to our advertiser. <laughs> anyway, no. This whoever this is. Yeah. I you got to assume that they are probably a lawyer and somebody who went to law school to oh, be a lawyer and not an accountant. Uh, I guess. Maybe, uh, maybe, I don't it could be just somebody who came across like has had like run-ins with like the legal. Are you not like I'm that was the beginning of the ad read? Like, and you're talking over it. I was. Uh, I, you sparked more conversation. In oh, me. okay. I All thought right. You well, would... yeah. No, go on. Well, What's well, the more conversation? Well, is it necessarily a lawyer? Perhaps. It's well, some... right. Could be law student or. Or just maybe. Well, no, it couldn't be law student. Probably because they're age. Of the age issues. But Professor. I mean, but but not necessarily somebody who. I mean. Law students are are not always of a certain age, but I was going to say just maybe somebody who's had run-ins with the with the industry, you know, maybe somebody yeah. who's been a, a defendant or something like that, and has, has come across the the cases in that way. Yeah, could yeah, be. I mean, could be. Yeah. I mean, the law is you know a big part of like society. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. <laughs> Take advantage of Noda and no-cost idle to management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnoda.com slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, you also wrote about a lawyer this past week, a lawyer who's got some contempt issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was interesting. It was just... Um, an order uh, for contempt that a judge issued because the lawyer appears to have said, fuck you to the judge. So, yeah, um, you, you're don't do that. Reading from a transcript or? Uh, no, 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 just, no, no, okay. no, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only uh, record we have of it is the contempt order. So we don't know the exact way it came up, what the issues involved were. But we do know that the judge did not take kindly to it. The judge did not think <laughs> that it was some sort of an incidental, you know, 
utterance or something like that. And it seemed to be very directed at the judge. And the judge ordered the lawyer to um, spend a week in jail. So, okay, I I am not endorsing contempt, uh, obviously. Mm -hmm. One week it seems a bit much. Yeah, I mean, probably. You know, as I said, this is only the the order. Like, there hasn't been, or at least I haven't seen any updates that suggest that the lawyer responded or that the they were even taken to jail or anything at this point, right? So it could be, you know, they issue an apology and the judge reduces it or, you know, something like that. Like, lots of that kind of stuff happens. This is very, yeah. you know, we don't have a ton of information uh, except that, you know, Fuck you was was definitely said to a judge, and <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. Obviously, not knowing the context uh, hurts a bit. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me as though I am all for uh, defending the the sanctity of the, the court, courtroom. but uh, one week is well. Yeah, I mean, listen, we fundamentally have an overcriminalization problem in this country, right. right? Like, you know, there's lots of ways in which we try to just feed our private. Uh, industrial complex uh, of criminalization and, and you know it's it's obviously problematic and this is only like you know a minuscule aspect of that but yeah, I the, don't think a, I don't think the local jail is gonna sure. be me yeah obviously this is only a, a very small aspect of the criminalization problem but I do think it speaks to sort of uh, an American mindset of criminalization as the default as you know things can be remedied by jail everything's time. the everything's a nail problem right uh, as right. it were yeah right. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, one week just seems like a, a lot, especially. But as I said, my guess is the attorney will not spend a week in jail when it's all said and done. But uh, you know, yeah. a judge is the ultimate arbiter of what happens in the courtroom, and uh, lawyers forget themselves at their own peril. Yeah, I mean, look, and we've written about bad judges too. I mean, sure. I've written about judges who've punched lawyers and so on. So it's not like I, I'm only on their side here, uh, but. Yeah, man, I I just really feel like this is an inappropriate penalty for for this. Uh, not not making light of the of the transgression, but sure, sure, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> you know it, it you know tempers were high, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Well, and that was the <laughs> the conversation from the another judge incident from last week, which was uh, in the Eastern District up here, we had uh, 30 minutes of silence as the judge and lawyer had a stare down uh, over Wait, a fight. What, what was this? Oh, I, I don't no. remember. So, um, it's been a busy week. So this was the the Lois and, Cl- not Lois and Clark, the Smallville sex cult oh, thing. Oh, yes. You know, yes, remember yes, that? The, oh, I mean, I watched that documentary. Okay. The Nixium, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah whatever. Or one it, of them. I think there were like three different documentaries. So, so it was that dude running right, that. Right, right. It's his Ritteri, trial. Ke- uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's in Arizona in prison, but, you know, there's still stuff going on here. There was a New hearing York. about restitution. Yeah. It was up, uh, upstate New York, right? Or... No, it was, in, it was in, in New York. Eastern. Eastern yeah, yeah. Right. So he, they were uh, they were having this hearing. It did require coordinating to get him remotely, you know, out of his cell and to the place to like, sure. do whatever. So, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, the defense attorney's mentor and friend had unfortunately just passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his funeral was that morning. The attorney asked for a delay of the hearing so he could attend the funeral. Uh, The judge said no, uh, which seems harsh, but the judge's position on this was the funeral was in the morning, the hearing was in the afternoon. There's a lot of moving parts. This all was being dumped on him on Sunday for like a Monday hearing. And he was like, there's no reason you can't get from 
Queens to the courthouse in time for this hearing. Once the hearing began, the lawyer kind of continued to complain about it. Uh, the <laughs> judge was upset. Uh, actually, at one point, stood up and yelled, stood up, grabbed a box of tissues and yelled at the uh, clerk, here, give him this so he can go cry about it. Uh, oh. The, the, uh, the, the <laughs> lawyer okay. said something about how this was egregious behavior. I mean, uh, and then not they, wrong, not wrong. And then they both, That's uh, not okay. then they both stared at each other for 30 minutes in silence. Yeah. Yikes town. Yeah. Uh, eventually the stalemate. See, that seems way worse. Eventually the stalemate was broken when the attorney apologized and uh, they moved on. But yeah, it was, uh, look, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I see the judge, I agree with the judge's point as far as the, as denying the request, you know, you, you would like to think that, you know, well, we, you know, we care about these sorts of issues, but I mean, the, the, the funerals in the morning, there was no reason that that should delay things. And, you know, it's, if you've ever worked with the Bureau of Prisons on getting somebody to a hearing, uh, it is, there's a lot of moving parts and it is inconvenient to make any kind of changes to that train once it gets moving. And if there's no immediate reason why you have to delay, you you know, go forward with how it's set up. So I agreed with all that. I, I I'm do not think, sure I do, but I, I'm I am by nature a much more sensitive person than you are. But sure, okay. I mean the, he did go at, to the funeral at, at, and he made it to the hearing sure, on Sure, but obviously he's not in a mindset to vigorously defend his client when he's literally been mourning that day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like yeah, because you don't have emotions. I guess, but <laughs> I, I mean, look. I well, I I, mean, I will say I took the stance that I I do think that the judge probably went too far. Definitely, <laughs> probably probably went too Come far on. with the Kleenex box. Come I, on. I, I, yeah, I thought that might be too mean, and Definitely. I, I that's difficult for me to say. I I don't like to say that things are ever too mean, but that one I thought maybe he could have been a little bit more sensitive. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, at a bare minimum, I, w I would say that that is true. I mean, listen, I think that I, I think the judge was wrong to deny it. I would I would have probably not done that, but but at a, at a certain point, you know, the decision is made. It is what it is. I don't think it's something. It's like a, not a gimme. It's not like you know. It's not such an urgent situation that it's a it's an obvious answer. I think it is like sort of on the line one way or the other. But whatever the judge did, the judge made the decision. But then compounded it and makes the reflecting on the original decision makes it just worse, right? Because mm -hmm. when you see that this is the kind of person, right, you know, who who throws a box of tissues yeah. at somebody who He didn't throw it. He just held it up and then signaled for the clerk to go give it to him. So okay, he could go cry not, about not, it. This is not better. Not better. Yeah. The point is, somebody who's willing to do that, it seems like the initial, it, it casts a pallor on the original decision to deny the delay. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> not Whatever. Uh, the guy owes a bunch in restitution was ultimately how this all worked out because, you know, he ran a sex cult. Well, yeah, um, which has nothing to do with the, the actual, with this yeah. situation, but yeah, I, I mean, that is irrelevant. <laughs> I just want the listeners to understand, like, bring this whole story yeah. full circle. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, for closure, I, I am telling you're telling stories story. you are, here. You are painting a picture with your words. I am. I'm trying to like get all the facts out there as you know in as streamlined a process streamlined. as possible. That's how you're getting there. Okay, okay. So and it's so, streamlined. I got it. Speaking of streamlining, uh, let's hear from our friends at Lexicon. 
Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. The last thing I thought we should talk about, and there are other firms who are having policies like this too. I mm -hmm. We don't claim to be like the, we're just going to focus on one, but that doesn't mean there aren't others that are in similar situations. But Clifford Chance has made announcements. We talked a lot about office reopenings, mm -hmm. uh, but one wrinkle is that Clifford Chance says they will have their office open, working remotely, you know, some days still available, but they're the first firm, as far as I can tell, that is going the full, no, you have to have proof of vaccination if you're going to walk into this office. Yeah, I think that um, other firms have said that they, yeah, the folks need to be vaccinated, but perhaps haven't gone that additional step of, you know, providing that documentation. Right, there's a lot of- Kind of like honor system everyone has to have. There's a lot of, uh, it's recommended, uh, like stuff there like was that. Some, there and, was, I think, one that said- required, but there was no documentation, I think. Okay. But yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think it's great. I think that everyone should be doing that kind of stuff. I think that everyone should get vaccinated. If there's more incentives for people to get vaccinated, then we should do it. Period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. So by September 13th, which is when they're targeting for this, if you plan to get back to the office, you need to be prepared yeah, I mean, to I give have, us proof by September 13th. I don't have even a little bit of a problem with that, first of all, because remote is a possibility as well. But also, I imagine that, you know, with a system like this, if somebody has medical reasons for not getting the vaccine, yeah. there are obviously, you know, systems. In, that's the other thing. When there is actually a system, that means that you're building, building in, you know, exceptions to policy as part of it. But also, there shouldn't be, you know, yeah. you feeling that like, oh, I'm not really sure right now. Well, screw you. The Delta variant is very sure. Yeah. So you're going to be vaccinated, not put the rest of us at risk. And, and the firm is also saying that uh, they have not put out their their written policy on it. But as part of this, they announced that there would be to follow a policy for clients who want to come into the office yeah. to having to do it, uh, which is a potential workaround uh, that some people might not be thinking of, but like if you're going to open office and clients want to come in, uh, you know, you've got to worry about them too. Well, yeah. Uh, and, and also, which fundamentally lawyers are a client facing role, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is a, a real business advantage to making sure that your folks who are in client facing roles are fully vaccinated, right? And it's not just about protecting your people, though obviously that's part of it, but it's also about protecting your clients. If yeah. you want to make sure that you're maintaining your best client relationships, making sure that you're creating a safe space that they can come in and have meetings, you know, and, and do negotiations at your space in a fully safe way, yeah, this is what this is what I mean. That, that said, who what what clients going to the office at this point? Do they represent Morgan Stanley? I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, but but my point is just that you still you want to have that available. There are definitely times that a client coming to face to face with their attorney for whatever purpose might be very valuable, mm -hmm. and you want to be able to say yes, of course, come to our offices. Everyone in our office is fully vaccinated. Yeah. And that I think that there is a real marketing benefit to that, too. So one thing that got me was, you know, this being Clifford Chance and how other firms have not felt the comfortability or to, to go 
full bore like this, it made me wonder if being a English firm helped, sure. uh, whether or not like it, being able to, even though it obviously it's the American offices who are making this announcement, whether having a English leadership was the sort of thing where they were like, we don't have to pander to all the craziness over here in America. We can just go ahead <laughs> I'm and sure say that helps. I'm everyone. Sure, I'm, I'm positive that helps. Yeah. But, but I also think that, you know, of course, international firms of whatever variety uh, versus ones that only have American offices or ones that only have limited, you know, relationships with other offices in other countries, you know, all of that plays a role in, in how these policies come down and the level of documentation that they're comfortable asking for, et cetera. But, um, you know, good for Clifford Chance. Uh, you know, yeah. I think that more folks should do this. Yeah. And and I do think you raised an interesting point about the Delta variant and whether or not that's going to have some impact on how firms feel about this. I think there might have been some some wishful thinking that yeah. uh, sure, this will I'm, all be know. handled by now. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, it, listen, I was as guilty of wishful thinking as anyone. I, I really was was very hopeful that this would be, that we would already be in the end stages, but, you know, yeah. that life finds a way, I guess, you know. And it is what it is, and the Delta variant is real, and it is being people who are fully vaccinated are getting it. Fortunately, it tends to not be particularly serious cases, which I think is great, but that doesn't mean that they can't give it to their kids who can't get vaccinated yet or other you know, folks who are otherwise vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay, right? Yeah. We, need to, we need to be doing everything possible to make sure we have the vaccines. It is just stupidity and stubbornness that is preventing us from defeating this now. Yeah. Science got it right. Yeah. Now we just need people to catch up. Yeah. With a little a field of the, the law firm offices, but okay. It's it's incredibly frustrating. And if you're yeah. not frustrated, you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. You that was that was your like rhetorical flourish there. You were you were very proud of that. I, I wasn't particularly proud of it. Mm. I just think it's incredibly obvious. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I think that law firms should be able to yeah, and willing to be doing require this. vaccination before folks come back to the office. Yeah. Well, I guess by next week, we'll have some bar exam stories, I assume. Uh, yeah, bar exam coming yeah. up. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Uh, with all that, I think we're done. Uh, you should be subscribed to the show so that you get all the episodes. You should be giving it reviews, uh, writing things down, giving it stars so that the algorithm knows, hey, this is a legal podcast and more people can listen to it. Or even if you don't listen to it for legal reasons, I don't know why that's true. But if you've, you've come just for the vanity plate discussions or something, you know, <laughs> we uh, we're bunch here of motor for that too. Listening this yeah, week. we're yeah. here for that too. You should be reading above the law as always you should check out the other shows Catherine uh, is the host of a show called a podcast called Jabot. I'm a participant in the legal tech week journalist roundtable you know you should be listening to the other offerings of the legal talk network you should be following us on social media I'm at Joseph Patrice she's at Catherine one the numeral one she holds up a finger but not that one not the one you would have expected based on how this show went uh, and with all of that said uh, thanks to no what yeah why do you keep do why do you keep trying to like rush you yes you, you're meandering I'm 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 going through our boiler this is what we do every every it's week it, how is it, it you don't know how this goes it feels longer I feel like you're taking your time anyway now you sponsored are. by Noda, powered by MT Bank and Lexicon. And with all of that said, we're now done. Peace. Yeah.